everybody's hustling, hustling, hustling. Anyway, this is Aisha with Clubbing Seals. Thank you so much for joining me. Isn't that great when you get to a point in your life when you don't care anymore? And I don't mean, like, I mean, having a good reputation, right? I mean, we want to have a good reputation. We want to have a good name. Everything is about having a good name. But I mean in the sense of understanding that one plus God is a majority. And that this world is not my home, Right? And so as I'm moving forth in life, I have one goal, and that is to please God, right? The Lord Almighty, Elohim, right? That plurality, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and, and, and who they are, right? is like when the Holy Spirit convicts me, when the Holy Spirit nudges me, that's, that's Shekinah. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for, right? He's kind of like, uh, or she, if that's what you want to do, right? Some people are like, ooh, it's the feminine part, whatever, you know, uh, however you want to look at that. But, right, is, is that conviction, it's that prompting. It's when God in, in Scripture, and he's talking about kicking against the pricks, right? When you know in your spirit that there is something that is telling you, hey, something is either right or wrong or, you know, hey, don't do this, don't go that way or go this way, go that way, do this, right? Be kind, whatever that thing is. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you and being able to have the wherewithal to listen to that, to listen to how the Holy Spirit guides you and directs you. I mean, that's an amazing place to be. Oftentimes we will forget about uh, the Holy Spirit, right? And be like, oh, God the Father all the time, or Jesus all the time, but it's not there. Elohim is a is a, a plurality of the singular, right? Me, myself, and I. I'm one person, okay? But there's a plurality to me. And, and, and who each one of those places, right? Just the egg, right? I mean, I'm going basic here, people, but whatever, right? It's one egg, but there's the shell, there's the yolk and there's the placenta stuff right I know I stopped eating eggs by the way when I realized that that was placenta and I was eating placenta I literally stopped eating eggs basically my whole life as soon as I, I was like oh, I don't know I think I was a teenager maybe late teens when I really realized what it was like when it dawned on me what I was eating and then I said no and I stopped eating them until I got pregnant with my youngest she's now 15 but I don't know, I would say maybe when I was about five months pregnant with her, all of a sudden 
I just started craving eggs like there was no tomorrow. And I was like, I'm not eating that. I'm eating, we'll be eating placenta. And then I would go and I started eating them because I wanted them so badly. And I closed my eyes as I was eating it and tried to pretend like I was eating something else. And now I can eat eggs again. Anyway, a little uh, off topic, right? That's my tangential mind. Um, so when we're talking about right, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, uh, and Jesus, right? And, and Jesus, he's our advocate, right? He's the one that goes before the throne of God and says, no, but God, you know, look at, you know, that he doesn't want to lose any of us, not one. And so the Holy Spirit moves us to a place or should be, you should be allowing the Holy Spirit to move you into a place that is, um, the place of where Jesus wants us to be, right? We look at the Sermon on the Mount, right? And that meekness that we should have, right? It was like that that gentleness that we should have. But also being able to be fierce enough to where we don't care, right? That people may not understand where we are coming from, right? That we may have to call out um, some things and... It, and, and I don't mean call them out in order to be judgmental, right? But we have to be discerning and have judgment. We judge everything. We judge our speed. We judge what we should eat. We should we judge whether or not we should go somewhere. We judge what we will spend our time on, right? I mean, like judging is part of life. And so when we look at our friends who we're going to spend our time with, you should be doing that. You should be saying, hey, that's not maybe going to take me in a right place right? The Holy Spirit is helping you to nudge you, to give you that discernment, that judgment. And then we take that and the wisdom part of it is looking at it through the lens of Jesus and saying, okay, Lord, you know, like you are Lord of my life. Is this a proper place for me to be going? Right? Um, I may have to go into and uh, um, I don't want to say a wicked place, but I may have to go into a place that I'm not comfortable to in order to meet people where they're at. But if I do that, am I going to be the one that is affected? Am I going to be the one that falls? Am I going to be the one that's drawn away from you? And if that is the case, then no, I don't go. So I have to have the humility, the meekness, the judgment, the understanding, right? The concern, I have to have all these things in order to figure that out. So yes, you know, I'm not, we do have to judge and we have to judge righteously and we have to make decisions based on what we know is the word of God, right? Jesus is the word of God. He is the basis for that for us. Okay. And then when we're looking at it from God, the father, right? He's always going to be look at it as that parent. What is best for us? right? We may not have, we don't have all the answers. We don't have all of the wisdom. We don't have everything, right? We don't have the full picture. He is looking at the whole parade from a bird's eye view and we're looking at it from the side of the road. And so we don't always see the pitfalls and the things that are coming, right? But God is going to guide and direct us and say, hey, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. You know, hey, Jesus, you um, might 
want them to you know you don't want to lose anyone right and it's like and if you don't want to lose anyone you know you better tell them you know kissing on that boy ain't the right thing the holy spirit comes along and says hey kissing on that boy might not be the wrong thing and you're going you're just like are you gonna ignore it or not and be like oh, i know that that's not right but i feel so good i just want to and, right it's like you have all of these things right they're working all together hand in hand and when you allow that to happen in your life you're gonna live not only the best life that God has for you, but you're going to live a life where you don't care anymore about what other people think because you know that God convicts different people of different things at different times. And as he, as God, as Elohim convicts you and moves you and guides you and directs you, you're going to know that's the right thing for you, right? But one of the first things we have to learn to do is to have the spiritual wherewithal to understand that it, you know, what is the biblical worldview? What is right and wrong? Is, you know, what is moving in the right direction of God, right? So you have to have the spiritual ears to hear. You have to have the spiritual eyes to see. You have to have the spiritual heft, right, to understand and to know and to have the, not just the knowledge, right? Some people can uh, memorize scripture and there's no wisdom in it right Satan memorizes scripture he knows scripture better than anyone else right but just knowing it doesn't mean you understand it doesn't mean you have the wisdom in order to work through the things that you need to and, and that's where we should be at right it is very easy for me to say to love your enemies right it's very easy for me to say love those Democrats, right, that are trying to destroy everything that we hold dear. Um, but to actually do it, sometimes you're like, are you kidding me, right? I want to punch this person in their face. And I can say, like, from pro-life issue, right? I mean, I hear some of these pro-abortionists, so-called Christians, who are pro-abortion, and I'm like, do they, they don't even realize that they're literally talking about me. You are sitting there telling me that someone like me should be dead. Okay. That's not something that I'm going to take too kindly to, right? Actually, give me a minute. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, just remember that you are listening to me, Aisha, on Clubbing Seals. And this is my podcast that I'm just doing. And I hope that you will not only uh, engage with me, uh, share your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, but feel free to please uh, donate um, and help support my podcast. Uh, you can donate a dollar a month, five dollars a month, five hundred dollars a month, right? You can do whatever you want. Either way, uh, check it out and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, 
Sing me a song, little piano man. Us a song tonight. For a melody, feeling all right. I don't know, right? Feeling all right. As I was saying, those Democrats don't always be... No, I shouldn't say Democrats because that's not true. Those pro-abortionists, those eugenicists, don't always have me feeling all right. Okay? They don't. Why? Because half the time, as I said, they're talking about me, right? I came from a broken home. Um, My mother... My father hit my mother. They wound up divorcing. I was born single parent. My mom, you know, she did drugs and drank and all of those things. And and I was born in 1973, right? So I survived a Democrat pregnancy, right? But this is what they're saying. Oh, you know, single parent home, poor, drug, drug addict, all of these things. They shouldn't be having children. Um, and when they're starting to say those things, I'm like, you do literally realize you're saying that I shouldn't be alive right now, that I should not have been given the chance to live. And so, yeah, sometimes it makes me want to punch them in their face, especially, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, they'll say things like, oh, whoa, whoa, you know, you just never know. Does it mean that it's going to be you? Could have turned out very differently. Yeah, you're right. It could have turned out very differently. A, I could like not be here at all or, right. Uh, and again, I had a I am not by any means trying to say that my life was somehow uh, peaches and roses and unicorns or anything. It was very tough life uh, growing up. I love my life now. I mean, it's beautiful. But we all, uh, what we were born into, it doesn't mean that's our future. And you're saying, hey, I mean, you don't know what somebody's going to become, what they're going to be, how they're going to contribute to the world. And by telling them because you're born into poverty or because you were, um, you know, your, your father was a rapist or whatever it is, trying to tell them that that means that they're going to be nothing and that they didn't deserve to live or have a chance is wrong. And so, again, I, I get that it's very easy for us to say certain things, right? It's easy for them to even say, oh, I care so much about them. You know, oh, that poor woman was raped. It's easy to say, oh, you know what? I get that she should have an abortion until you stop and think about it, right? As I was talking about in that first part or the first section um, about looking at it from the Sermon on the Mount, right? Where's the humility or the meekness in that? Where's the compassion in that? Where's the love? Where's the... Um, suffering, right? That sometimes we suffer for other people's greatness. Where is that? It's nowhere in these things that they're talking about. Me cultivating a culture of life and acceptance makes me a terrible person. And then they have the, right? I mean, that's, that's what they say to people like us. And I'm like, uh, who are you? You know, how did we get here? Those are the things, right, that we need to be combating, but we do need to combat them in a way that also shows a little bit of love and compassion, seeing them through the eyes, right, the way that God sees them. There's not one person in the world that God looks at without love. He looks at every single one of us with love, and it's so hard for us to do the same thing, especially when these people are trying to destroy everything that we love and hold dear. And so 
as we put on the full armor of God, as we go to combat, we should, right, you know, the rules of engagement and combat should still apply to us. And if anything, they should apply to people of faith more so than anybody else, right? Um, oftentimes, I, you know, when especially talking with and trying to help work through issues that first responders, that policemen and stuff like that have to go through, right? I mean, th- that's a very hard line to toe. They not only are um, working through their life as to be like a hero, right? Because they are putting themselves in harm's way on purpose, right? And protecting, they're protecting, they're serving, they're doing all these things, but they're also seeing the worst of the worst of people. And so that's hard, right? And so not only is it that, they also have to be of the utmost integrity, or we should ask that from them, because of the very job that they're doing willingly, right? So it's a hard thing. As Christians, it's the same, right? Yes, we have to always take the higher road. And I think that's one of the issues even with when you talk about like police brutality and some of the things that we see, sometimes they're not acting with integrity, right? And that's okay for us to call it out. I think where we get in trouble is when it's like, oh, everybody, you know, maybe all of these police officers are racist or something like that because... Um, uh, again, if you're the beat that you're working on, if it's all, if it's in a section that's all Spanish people, let's say, or a majority Spanish people, then obviously most of the encounters, good and bad, are going to be with Spanish people. If you're in a Polish neighborhood, the people are right, going to be Polish. If they're black, they're going to be the same thing. Your encounters are going to be with black people. And so how that all pans out and how we're able to keep ourselves steady, that uh, is an important role to play. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, going into something that I really wasn't planning on. Um, I'll be right back. Hold on. I got something up next for you. Something special. That's a girl. She died too young. One of my all-time favorites. Her voice, so beautiful. I can't even pretend to sing. I'm singing so bad as it is, you know. with somebody that we love, right? And then a special, special feeling. Anyway, our next topic is our little something, something special. Got a little peanut gallery going on. They're rolling their eyes at me. So can you guess what that is? Yeah, a couple of teenagers, 17, 15 years old. And uh, how'd she still say 17? <laughs> oh, 16. 15, 
you know, driving, scooting around, laughing at me. But um, my well educated. Oh, well educated. We shall see. Um, but what I wanted to do was just talk a little bit about, you know, we've been talking about this election stuff, things that have been going on. And so I was like, oh, let's get some perspective from a couple youngins, right? They're in high school and what they're doing. So we've got here with us Shalom and Levi, uh, right? All right. And yeah, we're in high school, but we also, it's completely different because we come from a Republican well-educated family and people in school will like try and debate us on elections or abortion or what they think is right and like when the main thing of high school is like people do just go off trends like that's the thing with high schoolers they don't actually look and research anything they'll just be like oh black lives matter okay let me post the black blackout tuesday and Oh, make my profile on TikTok Black Lives Matter symbol. Well, okay, and that's kind of what I wanted, you know, like what you guys see from your perspective um, here, you know, in the school. So as far as election goes, right, you had the Trump-Biden, and I was just thinking maybe real quick, you know, one or two things that stick out to you that happened. What about you, Levi? You know, like, I don't know, uh, things that, like I said, um, well, let's go first. Were you Trump or Biden supporter? Trump. Okay. Were you always Trump? Yes. Okay. Um, so how does that go for you in school? You know, so tell us a little. Tell me a little bit about your school. These two both go to the same school. So tell me a little bit about your school, real quick. Um. Thirty well, seconds or left. We go to Medina High School, and I mean. The kids there are very uneducated and try and... Well, no, I mean, like, what, like, how many kids are in your class? 20. Okay, so it's a small school. It's a pretty small school. Yes. Okay. Well, not in... There is not 20... Yes, there is. 10th graders? There's 20 10th graders. Or 11th graders. No. Okay, how many would you say are in a class? In my class, like in the ninth grade class, your tenth grade. Well, now tenth grade, which was ninth grade last year, there's probably about a hundred students in our, my okay. class. Uh, so is that in your whole class, like so, not, not just classroom. Not classroom, yeah. Um, I don't know how many. Probably in about a hundred. Uh, uh, there, there's more. Still, kind of, so still kind of small, right? There's like a hundred kids. So you figuring throughout the whole high school, you're talking four to five hundred kids in your whole high school, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Actually, more because there's there's the like eighth, eighth graders, graders in ours. In ours. Okay. Eighth graders. All right. Like oh, and seventh graders this year too. This well, so you guys aren't going to school though. Yeah. You guys are doing it all online, yeah. right? All right. So, question becomes, um, would you say in your school? Right, so again, we're talking small school, small town. Would you say in your school there's more Biden supporters or Trump supporters, even down the middle? Um, definitely. definitely more Biden. Only like you'll like you'll look around our uh, village and you'll see a whole bunch of Trump signs more than Biden, and you'll be like, oh, they come from a Trump believing family. And then, but no, it's literally because Trump believing Trump or. Trump supporters. Fine. Okay, I was gonna say that's kind of weird. <laughs> okay, 
So okay, Trump, Trump supporters as their mom and dad, and you'd be like, oh, they're Trump supporters too. No, it's literally because of the media. The media and the trends on like TikTok, mostly TikTok, everyone has their views on it, and it becomes, oh, I'm a Biden supporter because if I say that I'm a Trump, uh, if somebody says that they are a Trump supporter, they will get harassed and they will be Do called. You ever Oh, they'll be called what? They'll be called racist. racist, homophobic. They'll be called all these things. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not racist. Because so, I was just going to say, so do you ever post stuff on, so I'm taking it, uh, whoever wants to take this one, you know, TikTok. Uh, do you, right? That's what you guys use well, most of the time? Well, uh, most thinking of TikTok, I posted the, um, I saw a video of, oh, yay, going abortion day, going to Planned Parenthood. And being like, oh, I'm so ready for my abortion. And I posted, and like, it didn't get taken down at all. But then I posted a video on how abortion was wrong, and I got it got taken down for community guidelines. And like, and it's like, and then I reposted it, and it kept getting taken down. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I still, I post things on my like Instagram and TikTok, but they don't take it down on Instagram. So what about you? Do you ever post anything about Trump specifically? On, t- on TikTok? Is that where you're at most of the time? Yeah, I normally will post stuff on Instagram and TikTok. It's well, Instagram I'll reply to comments in okay. TikTok. And how does that usually go? Like, give me an example of um, something. Well, well, this one kid, he slid up on something that I posted about Trump. She slid up on it. i got to use that. Remember, y'all heard that? So when you're <laughs> talking to your kids, they slid up on it. Go ahead. Um, And he was just like... You're so racist for supporting Trump. Like, you're not educated. And I was like, how am I racist if Trump isn't racist? Like, how does that make me racist? He was. I was like, what if makes Trump racist? And he couldn't name anything. He was just like, well, you should go educate yourself. And I was like, well, here's all the stuff that he's done for minorities and black people in America. Like, <clears throat> the First Step Act, making the unemployment unemployment rate at its all-time low and stuff like that and I'm and he just couldn't he just was stuck in his own mind and being ignorant and was like well I don't want to believe anything else because I don't want to get bullied for believing anything else pretty much and and like he said that Trump was a racist right and he's saying you're a racist and you're white yeah I said I said he called you a racist well, was he white? Yeah, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. And are you white? Well, I'm white and black. Okay, so you're mixed. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, skin tone, I mean, do you look white? No. No? So he was basically telling a black girl that he, she was racist? Yes. Because oh my gosh, that okay. one... Go ahead. Yeah, that one... Oh, no, 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 Going off of black people can be racist towards like white people or anything, but uh, black people can be racist towards black people. I don't remember her name, but I was watching a video and it said, You can't vote for Trump because you're a black man. And it's like, that is the most racist thing you can say. Like, you can't vote for someone because of the color of your skin? (laughs) Like, are you an. Like, that is racist. And these are people that are your age that are saying things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Biden said it. Not Biden, no. Biden said said that that you're not black if you vote for Trump. 
That is true. Oh yeah. shoot! Like that—that that is literally racist. Okay. And now, what makes you? I don't know. What makes you come to some of these conclusions? You know, like being growing up in a house with morals. Okay. <laughs> growing up in a house where we are learned to not just you mean read, taught, or where we are taught to educate ourselves and not listen and not think that, or sorry, to research and educate yourself on websites that you know are facts instead of just listening to what the media or what other people say are facts. You have to do the research yourself. Right, because I was going to say earlier, I mean, I know you said you were always a Trump supporter, and we're going to end with this just this time, uh, because I wanted to just keep it real real quick, give people a little taste of some of the things, and ooh, nice, just slam it down. But you said you were always a Trump supporter, Levi, Um, but there was a time I can remember when... There was a time where I didn't like what Trump was saying about other people, but I still liked him as a president. I didn't like what I was hearing that he was saying. Like, I don't have Twitter, so I don't know personally. I don't follow him on Twitter and stuff like that. But people would screenshot stuff from off of his Twitter and be like, he's saying this. And it's like, well, if he's saying that, then Which takes me back to like... And I'm like, actually, now I'm like, actually speak louder than words. And now that I've seen everything that he's done, I'm like, okay. But what he is saying is wrong. Some of the stuff he says is wrong and he has no filter. But... He does a lot for America. Which, did you ever look up yourself? Did he really say those things? That no, they were off Twitter. Someone won't let me get it. Oh, okay. Your um, parent won't let you get it? Yeah. Okay. And all right, go ahead, Shalom. You can finish up. Um when as she was saying like she was a Trump supporter and she was like listening to what other people were saying until she did the research, like even my Biden supporter. Yes, what a Biden supporter was saying. She was not a Trump supporter at like the time but like that's how I was like not like when he first became president everyone was like oh he's orange he doesn't like like nobody liked him and I was like oh Which I don't racist like by the way calling him or oh not like an orange person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true um no <laughs> but no you're like, allowed to be orange that is true you are if you want to be that, have you ahead. ever seen tan people that go and get spray tans? Well, that's what he, well, he might not get a spray tan, but I think he tans. That's yeah. why his eyes is so <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> go ahead. No, but, like, from that aspect, like, yeah, she was listening to a Biden, or at that point it was a Hillary Clinton, at that point when she was, because when it was Biden, she was a Trump supporter at that point. It was when he was running against Hillary. But, like, oh, sorry. Um, like, we, you, I used to listen to me, like, oh, you don't like Trump? Oh, Okay, neither do I, because I didn't want to be like, oh, no, don't bully me. Don't be mad at me. I'm sorry for being a Trump supporter. Like, that's how I used to be. But then I, I was used like, to be scared to post stuff about Trump, because I was yeah, like, people are going to sign up and the, say some awful stuff. Like, her same, friend slid up on my story, and he was saying awful things about me. But, like, like, now, now, like, same thing with abortion. I was so scared to post with abortion, because everyone's, like, pro-choice and kill the baby. Yeah. And I'm like, like, no, like, that is wrong. You can't just kill a baby. So, like, that's, like, I, I'm not bigger as Levi in, like, the Trump and Biden. I'm more on, like, the abortion. Like, I'd rather not do that. But I'm still, I will fight, like, Biden, or, like, how Trump is not actually racist. He's not, like, also, like, saying he's homophobic when he was literally, like, my mom, you don't like him because he's part, he he supports the LGBTQ community or something. Didn't you say that? 
Well, I mean, he is a lot more, he's softer on the issue, yes, definitely, than a lot of other traditional conservatives, you know. Um, Whereas Biden will say, what has that video that says that he doesn't support the LGBT community, and they said that he does. Right, he just goes all over the place, you know, versus Trump will just think out loud to himself with us. So he's as transparent as you can be because you, he takes you through your, his thinking cycle. Um, and I know I said that it was the last one, but um, you had mentioned something about uh, somebody not wanting to further engage you because you guys were going back and forth. I, I can't quite remember. Um, so this guy had slid up on my story of me. Actually, no, wait, that's a lie. We. I had asked him if he was a Trump or a Biden supporter, and he said that he was a Biden supporter. And I asked him why, and he gave me a reasons and why reasons he didn't like Trump too. And I was like, okay, well the issues that you don't like Trump, these are actual facts, as of like because he's racist, the reasons that I gave before. And he was like, okay, well you know what you're talking about, and you sound really educated, so I'm just gonna stop you there, <laughs> and just basically just dismissed it and was like okay, well then I don't have the conversation if you're just going to be educated and change my views because they don't want to follow what's actually right. Right, so it's kind of more... And who knows, like, maybe the Biden supporters are actually Trump supporters. They're just too scared to say that they're Trump supporters. Well, this kid was in college, so he should just speak up for himself and have a mind of his own. Well, so what you're saying is that really the peer pressure of gets, to kids. gets to people so much. And one of the things that maybe we as parents... Um, grandparents, those who are in your lives need to do is help embolden or support you to be able to not just articulate what you believe but be able to stick up for yourself that even if you're going to be quote unquote I don't really like him and I know you guys use the term a lot, you know, bullied right, it's like that's, that's kind of what you're saying but is that because you want to fit in Part of the things that we kind of have to do is start giving you the support system and the tools to be able to push back against those things so I that you don't that have to go along with the crowd yes, all the time. Yes, because kids are scared. They think that it's not normal to support somebody that they think is racist. But if they were educated in the matter, I think that they would change their minds a lot more. And if they heard it from their family saying, well, well I think that... And, well, I don't want you to support someone, and I don't think any parent would want you to support someone who's racist, though. I know, but if they were actually educated, then they know that he wasn't racist. Right, but you, but you were saying before yeah, but that most, even if okay, they don't know, well, that even if they don't know, even if they know that he's not racist, they don't want to tell people, oh, well, I support him, because then you are not in the crowd, right? Yes. Then people will be like, oh, well, I don't want to be your friend. Then they can come then. back, because they're actually educated on the matter, and say, well, he's not racist, and here's why. And people can say with that information that they think that he's racist, that they think that they're racist, but they know for a fact that they're not, because of all the stuff that they know. Right, but there's a lot not. of people that know he's not racist, or don't really think he is. But then they think that he's a rapist. There's and always something. Because it's his daughter or something like that. Yeah. He oh, made yeah. out with his daughter. So it's either he's a racist or he's a rapist. And or he's a pedophile or he's something, a right, white person. Or he visited that um, Epstein Island or whatever. And I'm like, maybe I was like, maybe Biden did? Huh? I 
like maybe Biden did. Well, actually, Trump, well, we're not going to get into that, but I think that might be another question. You should, the, the Epstein Island thing. Um, I do bring Huh? I, do I always yeah because time. actually he's bringing down all of these sex yeah. Yeah, that's what we were always and all like, these things so I was like how anyway. are you going to call him a bad president when he's literally taking down so many so how come you guys and, and I mean you guys seem to know a little bit more than maybe you should about the political things or maybe you know just as much as you should and it's something that you look into and research yourself well if I see something I'm like okay well I want to educate myself further on it because I know people are going to come back say stuff about it but i do sit there and take the time to educate myself got it got it got it anyway that is going to be it for today guys that went a little longer than what i had anticipated i'm so sorry i know i said five minutes or so and it wound up going a lot longer but thank you for sticking with us and i hope you enjoyed our little conversation see you on the flip side bye